This dilemma comes from my favorite genre of problem. It's a secondhand problem, something that has been observed and that our correspondent has feelings about and needs helping sort through. Specifically, it's about having thoughts and concerns about someone else's parenting. Delicious. Let's sink our teeth into this one with our two hard basketeers. Welcome again to Anna Akia and Rowan Barwick. Before we get into the detail, let me take your temperature. Rowan, mm. straight from the gut. Give it to me short and sweet. <laughs> what were the two or three words that sprang to mind when I said this dilemma was having a problem with somebody else's parenting? Well, I think it's very, very tricky and you're entering into some very, very dangerous territory if you start looking at somebody else's parenting. But that said, um, we've all been a kid at some point, so we all know what it's like to be a kid or a parent, so we all take sort of different advice with us along the way. Well, we've got our high-vis on, so we're just proceeding Good. with caution here. <laughs> Anna, what about you? Briefly, what sprang to mind when I said this was the topic? About 40 million opinions, <laughs> chief amongst them being, oh, my God, yes. this is very dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah. Caution, caution. All the lights are flashing. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's all venture carefully together, hands together. Here we go. Beck <laughs> writes, I have a few long-term friends who now have adult children. I myself never had kids. They've been great parents, and now their three kids, in quotes, are in their 20s. One is living at home, the other two live in a unit which their parents helped them buy in a nearby, nearby suburb. When one of them was offered a full-time job in a lovely regional town, their parent persuaded them not to take it. Another did move to work in the regions and ran into some difficulty. The parent's response was to help them to quit and move home. One of the adult children works at the firm where one, one parent also works. It's a big mental map here, everybody. A lot of diagrams. The parent also helped them to get the job under their management. It's a job, but not a career and doesn't use the person's academic qualifi qualifications. To me, these behaviors seem to be undermining the young adults, their careers and lives. I'm finding this overprotection of adult offspring depressing. I believe it is not good for the parents and not good for the, the quotes, kids either. Should I say something? Ooh, ah, I hear you say. I hear you. I hear everybody sucking their teeth there. Anna, let's start with you because you've got 40 million opinions and we've only got 10 minutes. <laughs> is it understandable that a long-term friend would have a view on how their friends are parenting their adult children? Of course, everybody has a view on how people parent their children, but the, the trick here is to not express that view. <laughs> you can judge all you like, but you keep your mouth shut, especially, I would say, especially here, dangerous territory if you're a childless woman yourself. So there's a lot of stigma attached to being a childless woman. I am one, and I really wanted children, but nobody ever asks me. I just discover through the course of banal conversations that people have made mad assumptions about me. Like they'll say, oh, I know you hate children. Right. Like, how do you know that? Do I? Or I'm so glad you're coming to the party, but just so you know, there are going to be children there. Or, you know, obviously you chose your career. I've been called a selfish career wow. woman, all of these things like this. Um, nobody ever asks me, but everybody assumes, you know, busy mums jealous of my freedom oh well you made the right choice you know choosing yourself like really weird things like so yeah I, w I would say especially if you don't have children I mean parent to parent you can have conversations but if you don't have children 
the the slightest comment, even me, unbidden, I don't say anything. Yeah. People will like once you scratch that, it will unearth a Pandora's So you're saying that, that because as Beck has already pointed out, that her her child free status will come into question. That's so interesting to me because Should Rowan be run out of town with pitchforks. Well <laughs> I hope I surely hope not. I hope that Beck is safe and can keep listening to Life Matters and writing in. Um I think that's so interesting to hear from you, and I don't want to dispute that at all. That's your experience. But the fact of the matter is that parents also judge each other, don't they, Rowan? So I actually think Beck should be free to be judgmental. We are all free (laughs) to be judgmental, as you rightly point out, Anna, in our heads. Well, I think that's true, but I, I also th- I, do, I disagree slightly with Anna because I think that if we're talking about a long-term friend, then actually there might be a little space that um, she can go into here where she might be able to say something, and it could just be a little bit of curiosity from the friend's part here. She can probe just a little. She can she can say something along the lines of, and are the kids all okay? I mean, the kids have the kids are really still sort of living at home, aren't they? I mean, are they all okay with that? Did anybody want to leave? The city? Did they want to move overseas? Did they want to pursue their own sort of lines of careers? I think that she can question this. I don't think she can come in with her judgments and say, well, I really don't think this is how things should be um, because nobody wants to hear that. But I think as a friend, and especially as I said, long term, uh, that does give you a certain amount of, uh, you know, history there and maybe a little bit of space to be able to just probe ever so gently. An exploratory conversation. People love talking about their kids. So you can ask, you know, how they're going and all sorts of things like that absolutely and of course we have to factor in the reality which is people in their 20s are staying home longer this is a statistical truth that we're hearing in the news at the moment yeah that's that's absolutely absolutely true oh sorry Rowan go ahead there you go ahead we're all so polite go ahead Anna (laughs) sorry sorry we are so polite I was going to say you know I think um, the assumption here is that you know perhaps coddling your children a bit or, you know, rescuing them at every turn or, or, you know, that that coddling or privileging children in this way, you know, or young adults is going to hamper them in some way. But as a graduate and alumni of the School of Hard Knocks, who has worked for everything, my first furniture was two milk crates and a mattress from Hard Rubbish. Yeah. I am full of pride and achievement of everything I've I've managed to achieve, everything I have I, I've earned for myself. But I tell you what, it's very scary and I wouldn't recommend it. You know, people who are coddled and privileged and handed everything are thriving. Look at them. And I think the, <laughs> They're the not suffering, are they? it doesn't build yes. it doesn't build character. But you know what? Character won't rescue you from the brink of disaster. Character doesn't pay <laughs> the mortgage. And <laughs> I think it's overrated, and I think it's probably an old-fashioned view. I mean, I don't think character re- yeah, is, there is, this is something view. that you require to thrive in a modern society. Look at the Kardashians and Instagram influencers; these people are thriving. Yeah, I don't. I think this Zero idea character. that character is built through hardship is one that we need to think a little bit harder about, perhaps. Mm. That, I think it's very old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I feel like Beck's issue here is that. It's bothering her a lot. I think this is a definition of having something live in your mind rent-free. Yeah. You know, where it's yeah. okay to be judgmental, but what I'm concerned about is that it seems to bother Beck to the point that she wants to say something or do something. She's very vexed by it. There's such a variety of views on the Facebook page. Let me just share a few. Some people are saying... 
Uh, Nicole said, uh, I raised my kids as a single parent and my friends often told me things I couldn't see myself. They're very close friends, often childless, but some had kids. I found their various inputs very useful. If you can suggest your opinion lovingly, I say go for it. I would love to hear what our basketeers think. Is there a way to open that conversation lovingly? Rowan, you suggested that it's indirect kind of exploratory. What about Absolutely. you, Anna? Do you have any thoughts on how to have a loving, a lovingly expressed opinion to a longtime friend about how they parent their adult children? Firstly, I'd, I, I would tell our correspondent to question why she has this opinion. You know, like, why, why does it bother her so much? Um, and then, but also I think, you know, I mean, there can be gentle conversations. Definitely, you know, if the parents are saying they're worried about my family or whoever, then, you know, then you can discuss that in a, in a conversation or perhaps, you know, you could also, if she's spending time with these girls, perhaps influence them to be a, you know, inspire them to be a bit more rebellious or take a few more chances or, you know, whatever. But I, I, I would say tread very carefully and firstly question why it bothers you so much before you open the door to the conversation. Yeah, that's very that's very wise. Rowan, uh, one thing that Beck raises in her letter is that one of the children is working a job but not a career and doesn't use the person's academic qualifications. What kind of what are your thoughts when you see that expressed as a concern? Look, I think that's a valid concern, but I think that in the case of this one, she, maybe she doesn't know the full story. Maybe this person, you know, has some high anxiety that they're dealing with and they don't necessarily want to be, um, you know, pursuing a career that um, they have to work, you know, 20 hours a day. They actually just want to be doing something that's a little bit lighter, that's possibly a little bit easier. And I think in this conversation as well, you know, our friend who's watching on and seeing all of this uh, uh, play out, maybe this family just really loves spending time together and maybe they all just want to live close to each other and maybe they all want to work together. And if that's the case, and that's a great thing. If they're a family that gets on well, they compliment each other at work, that's all fabulous. So I think it's okay for our letter writer to, as I said, just probe with some curiosity about whether actually everybody's happy in this situation. Um, but maybe it's just working out for them and that's if it is, then that's fabulous. There might be some all, all lots of other issues at play that she doesn't know about that are going on behind the scenes um, and and if the everybody's happy then that's good Anna how do you see these behaviors I mean there's a th an idea that they're the behaviors undermining the children's career and lives Anna final word to you what do you think well I don't think so I think I I, I think you can't say that that's necessarily going to turn out to be true if, if these girls have a safety net they're probably going to be more confident in life to take risks and challenges because they know they have a safety net, that they've got their parents to support them and help them when things go wrong. Like, I think actually it might go the other way. And also I think, you know, when people are in their 20s, who's living their dream in their 20s? Most people in their 20s are figuring stuff out, trying a bunch of different jobs, you know, seeing what fits. Um, you know, in my 20s I did 10 different things and, until I worked out what where I wanted to go and that didn't really happen until my late 20s. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much. And I'd say probably having a safety net, these girls are going to be okay. They'll probably end up being <laughs> politicians or something. Uh, who among us uh, still works in the field that we studied, you know, academically? I have a, a degree in cinema studies or something like that. I can't even remember, but I'm not working in the cinema, am I? Certainly not. <laughs> um, 
You know, Beck is coming from a good place, and and there is a bit of critique about thinking about somebody else's problems too much. So I wonder, Rowan, if you can help Beck uh, let, have this problem live less rent-free in her mind. What would you say? Well, I hope that maybe by uh, writing to the Too Hard Basket, she's got a little bit off her chest, and maybe that'll um, alleviate the um, the itch that she, the scratch that she be, she's been wanting to itch all the other way around. Um, I think that obviously it is playing on her mind, um, and she probably does need to do something about it. But it's just about how she does it, um, and and the context in which she does it, and how gently she does it and lovingly. But she's got that long history with the family. She's she goes way back, and those are the friends who you know it's okay to have those deeper conversations even if they're done in a you know curious and loving way it is possible to have those and often relationships just improve as a result of them thank you so much and beware the pitchforks yes beware beware. the pitchforks indeed stay safe out there that's the main takeaway thanks so much to our wonderful and wise two hard basketeers this week Anna Akia founder of Anna's Go-Go Academy and Rowan Barwick presenter at ABC Alice Springs and lots of conversation on the Radio National Facebook page on this two hard basket dilemma Adam is on Beck's side. He writes, Hey, Beck, I'm with you. It's called dependency, and it's not healthy. The parent won't cut the apron strings, and the kids, well, every situation is different, but it's an easy ride for the kids, so they go along. Jane writes, Not being a parent does not mean your thoughts are invalid and shouldn't be a barrier to being a good friend. Unless your friends are in distress or talking about the situation with their children, there's nothing for you to do. If you have a relationship with any of the children independent of the parents, then there's other conversations you can have with them. Otherwise, it's best left where it is. Go well. And Lisa writes, helping your adult children is meeting the needs of the parents. It's not helping. It's not parenting. It's using adult children to serve a purpose. However, despite expressing that opinion, Lisa says... Don't mention anything. Their identity is so caught up in parenting, they won't hear your message. Stay silent, watch, and just feel slightly sorry for them. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.